Hi, friends. I'm Olivia. I'm Rod. I'm Guy. And you're listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. Sunday night, December the 18th, is the first night of Hanukkah. And to bring our congregation up to speed on what Hanukkah is, I've invited a good friend of mine, Guy, to come in and tell us about Hanukkah. And Guy, welcome. Thank you very much. Let's start off with you telling us about uh, maybe the history, the background of Hanukkah, because it's something that happens between the Testaments in that, that 400 years of silence. But but really, God wasn't silent, was he? That's right. So uh, Hanukkah, as we traditionally know it, occurred in the neighborhood of 150 uh, B.C. And so that's uh, if the first temple was destroyed around 500 B.C., that is that, that time frame that you're referring to, Rod, that the Jews were a little bit lost. There was religion in the, the land of Israel as we know it, but uh, the Greeks were basically dominating the world. And so Hanukkah came about because one of the Greek generals took over Syria and decided to come through Israel on his way to Egypt and encountered some resistance. And what he saw was people praying to the God of Israel, and um, he decided that that was not okay because he wanted to integrate all the people so they all believed in the same Hellenic um, gods of, of the typical Greek that we, that we know. And so what they did is they came and destroyed the temple that was standing there at the time, defiled it, and um, put you know pig's blood on, on the stones and such, and then went to all the cities around to try to force everybody to convert. One of the families in a city called Medin decided that they weren't going to stand for it, and a father, who happened to have seven sons, refused to bow to the Greek generals and basically killed <laughs> the Greek uh, general who was trying to convert him. And then he and his sons uh, escaped to the mountains and decided to launch a war to rid uh, the land of Israel from all the Greek symbolism and all the Greek gods and return them to worshiping our God. So, And that was the Maccabean? That was the Maccabee. Judah Maccabee? So Judah was one of the sons. Okay. So Judah the Maccabee was the fourth son, and he was uh, an extremely talented general. He led the rebellion in the mountains and was able to actually achieve that goal and uh, get rid of the hold on the Temple Mount. When they went to the Temple Mount, they realized that they have defiled every single thing that was in there. And the first thing to do was to light up the eternal flame. The eternal flame, in turn, has to be lit by extremely dedicated oil that comes from the north. And so what happened was the Greeks broke every single container. There was no oil. There was no way to light the eternal flame, except for they found a tiny, um, a tiny, uh, the reason I'm struggling here is because I, I'm thinking of it in Hebrew and yes. I can't think of the words in English, <laughs> but um, they found a small container that traditionally would really only be able to, to burn that eternal flame for one day. But the trip to the north takes four days, and to come back is another four days. So that's a total of eight days. And they couldn't figure out, wow, we're really struggling, but let's just try this thing. Let's try this, this little can of oil and see how long it lasts. And meanwhile, they sent a delegation out to go get the new oil. The miracle of Hanukkah, long story short, is that that little can of oil lasted the entire trip, the entire eight days, while they were waiting for the four days there and the four days back. And um, it made sure that the 
um, menorah in the temple was lit for that for that period of time, and we were able to uh, replace the oil, cleanse cleanse that whole area, and then the Maccabees actually ruled over Israel for a good fifty to hundred years. And it was almost like a God wink. God has not forgotten us. God, God has knows our plight. He knows uh, our hearts, and so He's not forgotten us, and He provided this miracle. Exactly, and it's and you know it seemed like God was was helping the people who were true to him to reinstate what they wanted to do and what they knew were the right um, commandments by God to to pr- appropriately worship him. Because it would have been easy for them just to go along uh, with the, the people that were uh, ruling them, I'll put that in quotes, but they knew the true ruler who had made promises to them about becoming a great people, a great nation, and they had not given up on that promise. And so what they were motivated by was, it it appears what they were motivated by was, we have not given up on God's promises to us. And so uh, God God winked at them. God uh, gave them, what was it, eight days of life, what should have been, or what should have been just uh, one. It's interesting when you look at the oil there, it's it's not just the place of the oil, but that oil for the menorah comes in the first pressing. They usually do three pressings of oil, but it's the the fresh pressing, the first pressing that ends up uh, going into the temple. Guy, how does your family today uh, celebrate this, um, you know, this holiday? The miracle of Hanukkah. Yes. So um, you may have seen uh, Hanukkah, in the United States, uh, they sometimes refer to a menorah, but it's actually called a Hanukkah. Hanukkah implies eight. So there are eight candles to represent eight days. But then there's a ninth candle called the Shamash. The Shamash is the helper candle. Okay, so when you light up the Hanukkah, I'm going to say Hanukkah because that's the right word, um, <laughs> you actually only light up the Shamash. The Shamash is the helper candle that then lights up the rest of the candles on every day. So the first day you light one one candle, the second day is two candles, and so on through the eight. And uh, the light that is generated by those candles is not meant to be used for anything. You, you're not supposed to read to that light. It's really there for you to reflect on, on God's miracle of allowing the Jewish people to be able to beat the Greeks in you know what 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 was effectively a David versus Goliath. War. So there's no utilitarian use for it. You're not supposed. Yeah, it is absolutely a. Um, it's oh, meant wow. to really be um, not worship, but um, consecrated or something. Reflective uh, for you to meditate on, on that. Yep. Now, do you light it for like a, an hour, two hours? How long? Do no, you... that's the whole point. So you light it. Uh, the, the fall of the night is the, the beginning. So you light it every night and you let them burn. You don't touch oh, them. Okay. And so they typically these days they last probably three or four hours. Okay. Um, we sing. We say three prayers on the first day. And we say two prayers the, the rest of the days. But the first day is important because we say Dechianu, which means not only are we th- thank you, God, for allowing us to light up the candles, but thank you, God, for allowing us to get to this point in our lives to be able to do your commandments. So those are the three on the first day and then two, two blessings on the second day. The first is to um, comm- commemorate us lighting one, a candle. And then second, thank you for all the miracles that you've given us. Not just this one, but all the miracles, including uh, Moses and such. And then we sing some songs and we eat uh, things that are um, dipped in oil. And so the tradition is because of the oil playing such a central feature, we eat things that are quite quite greasy. So latkes, if 
people know those. Those are basically potatoes and oil. You know, uh, it's interesting to me because when I when you say that, I think over of um, Passover and the Passover meal. Um, help me here. Uh, the Seder. It's the Seder. There all of there. There's prescribed food to eat during the Seder, and some of it is bitter, and it to, is to remind you. So it's like these physical things you're doing cause you to reflect back and to think back about uh, when God showed up and to be grateful for what he has done. I mean, he, he shows us uh, as being part of a story, of a history that just didn't start with us. It, it, we're, we're bringing that forward in our remembrance, whether it's through a Seder or whether it's through these, the, the lighting of the candle. Now, uh, Hanukkah begins at sundown on this year, 2022, on the 18th, Sunday night, the 18th, it begins at sundown. And so do y'all start lighting the candle right at sundown or, you know, you light the one candle right at sundown or? Yeah. I mean, basically as soon as the sun sets is the day, the day begins in the Jewish religion. Um, And so, yeah, anytime that night is when we, when we light the candles. You know, while, uh, guy, while you were talking about that, I couldn't help but think that as uh, you light candles for Hanukkah and one at a time, uh, the church does that with Advent. They light one candle per week, uh, four candles leading up to one special candle, the Christ candle. And uh, I'd never seen a connection there before, but uh, that might be where they got that idea from. I, I don't know. It's usually around Christmas times. I've always wondered, uh, why does the date move? Like, I understand Passover and the way, the reason that date moves, but Hanukkah, is it because of the, the month, uh, the lunar calendar? Yeah, calendar. Yeah, that's right. So the Jewish religion centers around a lunar calendar that is actually only 355 days. Okay. And so every three years, we have to add an extra month in order to sync up with the, the, the Gorgian calendar. And so that's the main reason that everything moves once every three years. It's, sometimes it goes way backwards. A few years ago, it was right around Thanksgiving, and now it's right, right on Christmas. Right. <laughs> well, fantastic. So that's how your uh, family celebrates Hanukkah. Do, is there any special meals that go with it? or You said there's prayer, there's lighting of the candle. Are there any special meals or foods that go with it? Not necessarily a special meal, unlike you know the Seder, for example, but uh, we do eat the sufganiyot, which are uh, basically jelly donuts that are fried in oil, which are delicious, uh, slightly different. It's very hard to find uh, good ones in the U.S., but I was able to manage. We eat the latkes, which you hear about, which is basically potatoes fried in oil. Um, anything with oil okay. is sort of the goal there. And then, of course, you may have seen uh, gelt, which is basically chocolate coins. And the chocolate coins are meant to be to teach the children to give tzedakah, meaning to give donations and uh, to help the, to help the needy. Okay. And so that's the that's one of the things that you'll see is the chocolate coins. And what do you teach your kids about the purpose behind you know the the application, as it were, of Hanukkah? How, how do you apply that? I mean, we talk a lot about the fact that throughout history, the, the Jews have been persecuted for, for refusing to adapt their beliefs to the local um, flavor of the month, if you will. And that's one of the main reasons that Judaism has been around for 3,000 years is because it remains quite steadfast in the rules. But if you're going to be steadfast, you're going to get oppressors and people are going to come and try to change you. Um, and change your mind, and they can do it with honey, or they can do it with the stick. And often it's with the stick. That's when you see with the Greeks. That's what you see with the Romans and the destruction of the Second Temple. Every generation, there's another, another type of an enemy that's trying to change the Jewish people. And so my my teaching to my children is 
stay strong, you know. Jesus, uh, it is thought that Jesus and his disciples celebrated Hanukkah this this day in John chapter 8, beginning in verse 12, uh, when Jesus says, I am the light of the world, because during that festival, during that week, uh, the menorah is being lit. My understanding is there's like these, in Israel, they would light these four big, gigantic candlesticks. I mean, apart from the menorah, they had the, the big menorah, but it was, you could see it from miles. Hmm. It was during this this uh, holy day that you could see from miles. It's the remembering that uh, our God is salvation. He has delivered us uh, he's delivered the temple. He is purified. He's accepted our effort in making sure that we can worship him. So that's the, uh, that's the connection uh, with the, the New Testament. And Brian, I just want to say thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, it's actually been a, quite an enjoyable experience, uh, even reflecting back on my own uh, thoughts. I think us knowing each other for the last several years has been a true blessing. And, uh, you know, it's always good to, to bridge a bridge between people and, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you for coming. Thank you.